You are now tuned in to the People's Podcast Show. Follow me. Why don't you follow me? Follow me. Oh, don't, 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 don't. Why don't you follow me? We're hoping to see the day that our people can all relay. We must keep striving. To achieve the peace that will keep just believing. I'm gonna take that. <laughs> we shall all be free. Follow me. Hey, hey. Follow me. Yeah. Follow me. Hey, hey. Follow me. Yeah. Your turn to. Ooh, to the People's Podcast. <laughs> Episode 59. Episode 59 of the People's Podcast. It's your boy, HJ, on the mic. And I'm your homegirl, Miss Asia Michelle. And your girl, Miss Amber Nicole. Is not with us today because because I have the pleasure of of wishing the most finest of the sororities, <laughs> the Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, a happy centennial, happy one one hundred illustrious years. illustrious years <laughs> of. Sisterhood, service, and finer womanhood in the shape of a dove. I love you, my sorors. I wish y'all all well. Y'all doubly ladies. I wish y'all, I know y'all turning up. Amber, I know you turning up too. So I just want to wish you a happy, we want to wish you a happy right. um, centennial. Happy centennial, friends. I got so many Zeta friends yeah that um, yeah zeta, zeta. <laughs> uh i want to give oh because oh and charge it to my head and not my heart but my ladies that come to mind right away are miss amber nicole Ooh. my home girl jill and my home girl red and i had the pleasure of getting the call when my home girl red crossed kenyatta we call her Red, but her name is Kenyatta. Happy Centennial to you, friend. And right. I know she's a listener of the People's Pod. So shout out to those three ladies. And I hope that you guys celebrate the final womanhood that you have encompassed, you know, years ago and that you've been living through. Because those are some fine women, if I should say so myself. Happy Centennial. Happy Founders Day to you. Yes, 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 yes. A hundred years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, and we at episode fifty nine. Episode fifty. That's fifty nine weeks. Fifty nine weeks. Like we come in and we talk shit fifty nine weeks. Oh, can you imagine when we get to a hundred? Let me tell you the type of <laughs> centennial we gonna have. <laughs> okay, let me tell you when we get to a hundred ninety nine and a half just won't do. Right. Gotta right. have all of you. That's what I used to do when I was a cheerleader. Ninety nine and a half. 
just won't do. Gotta have, gotta have all of you. <laughs> Listen, I was thinking about Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Gotta, gotta get them all. all. <laughs> yes, friend. Yo, but yo, we want to wish y'all a happy centennial. We want to wish y'all a safe, fun, safe travels for those that are traveling down tonight and tomorrow probably. But you know what? Just have fun because you know what? The founders wouldn't have it any other way for you guys to have nothing but fun. Absolutely. Oh, and shout out to Valencia. That's my other sister. My line, line sister. Okay, my other good sister, Valencia. <laughs> Happy Centennial, beloved. I love you. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. Yo, so many, so many women that are finer. But you thank you for tuning in to another episode absolutely of the people's podcast show let me for, tell you for those of you that are new to this we want to welcome you for those of you that tr- are true to this we want to thank you sit back and relax and enjoy the ride so for those of you that are new we want to just introduce our first episode i mean first segment of every episode and it's called happy hour happy hour is more so you chill relaxing when you with your friends at the bar or at the comfort of someone's home where you just max and relaxing and just like really having fun and just bullshitting and just either venting about your job venting about your relationship or even giving your um your your progress report of the week you just chilling just over a cocktail, waters, juice, soda, tea. You know, some places have tea. You know, is the Chinese New Year. And I went out last, yesterday, last yesterday, yesterday with my uh, my coworkers. And the cocktail of choice was um, a spiked tea, like mm-hmm. a um, hot toddy. Ooh. It was really, really um, delectable. I mean, I really didn't want to overindulge because, you know, I was at work. But, you know, it was nice to just go out with my manager and just have Mm-hmm. A couple cocktails and just chill. So that's what happy hour is. So now that you understand what happy hour is, what's up, Miss Michelle? Well, happy hour. Now, see, guys, I was kind of late. You know what I have to do in order to um, do my happy hour is I have to take a look at my camera roll just to see. Um, what has been going on? Because, you know, my life is... Uh, my life, my life, my life, my life. And the sunshine. Mm-hmm. If you look at my life, you see, see what, what I see. see. Shout out to Mary J. Blige. Um, Shout out to the Venus versus Mars episode. Okay. How Be- about that? Because this has been the first mm-hmm. episode that it's just been you and I. Venus versus Mars. Venus and Mars, because we ain't never against each other. We right. we always roll together. Right. You know, okay. when you see one, you see the other. So we're going to say Venus and Mars. There we go. Mm, this is the first time that we've only been here, you and I, Joe. Oh, my God. This is a <laughs> celebration. So, as y'all can see, who be ringing the bell so much? Mm-hmm, that's me. <laughs> Um, let me get into my happy hour. So, um, my happy hour, like my weekend was kind of chill. I didn't do too much on the weekend. Honestly, Saturday I got up and I did my meat errands and my meat errands consist of me like going to the nail salon, you know, washing my truck and 
going to the grocery store because those are all things that make me feel good. Mm. Um, so I decided to do a crab boil on Saturday. So once I got my nails done, I took Georgia to the car wash. I went to the um, to the grocery store. I got some things. Also got me some live blue crab and some shrimp. And I took it home and I made a boil. The crabs was trying to fight me when I was trying to put them in the pot because they didn't want to go in. But it was okay because I got them in there. And um, I did that. It was delicious. Um, later on in the evening, I had the pleasure of having my friends come over. So Valencia and Amber came over. My brother, my little brother, shout out to Jason, um, JB, came over with his girl, Leah. Shout out to you, Lee. And then later, I was graced with the presence of none other than HJ, Hollywood Joe, straight off the flight, straight <laughs> off the tarmac. I'm trying to tell you about it. He came over, and we parlayed a little bit, had a couple cocktails. I got to experiment with a few cocktails with my friends and my, my little brother and his girlfriend that evening. So that was fun for me. Um... Sunday, of course, got up and went to church. Hallelujah. Mm, say it loud. Let me Hallelujah. That's church was good. Church was good. Church was good. I um had the pleasure of running into one of my very first best friends. Like I think me and this girl became super duper tight in like the fourth grade when we met. And people used to mistake us as sisters and say we were twins. Shout out to Shantae. She saw me on the screen, you know, during praise and worship. And she texted me and she was like, you had agape. I just seen you on the screen, girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, yes, girls, praise and worship. Hallelujah. Where you at? And I went to look for her during like the congregational greeting, but I couldn't find her. She said she was in the back. I said, oh, girl, I sit in the front. Right. I got to get my praise and worship on stat, beloved. Mm -hmm. Um. So I ended up seeing her after church and we had a good time. And she sent me this like nice voice note after church. Like she was like, oh, my God, it was just so good to see you. Um. She was like, just seeing you in praise and worship. I could tell that you're happy. And I'm just so happy you're happy because, you know, we we've gone through a lot together and we've experienced each other at our different points of life. And for someone to say that to me was just reassuring that I am in a in the right place on, on my spiritual journey. So I am I'm just happy about that. Of course, after that, it was brunch. Like who doesn't brunch on Sunday? So um went to brunch i grabbed my little sister not my baby sister but my little sister that means she the middle one so i grabbed dominique i was like nina you want to come to brunch with me that's what i call i call her nina i'm like nina you want to come to brunch she was like i guess <laughs> <laughs> and um joe blessed us with his presence as well so it was just right like sunday went well then i linked up with joe again sunday evening we went out um Oh, let me just tell Okay. I love Joe. Like, I love him so much. <laughs> I just really love him. He's such a good friend. Like, God really be blessing me all the time just because. And to have Joe as a friend, I'm telling you, beloved, if Joe not your friend, oh, well, too bad. Um, I'm not your average Joe. He really is not your average <laughs> Joe. Hashtag that. Let me tell you. Hashtag it. Not your average Joe. Right. Um. After that, I mean, the week has been a week, honestly. Like, I've been working. So, like, up until right now, I could say, like, the past four days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all I've been doing is work. I've been working sun up 
past sundown till I go to sleep. And I'm, I'm happy because I saw the result today myself that I got the result that I wanted from working so hard. And so I'm in a good place. You know, I cannot complain. Um, hard work pays off. And um, God is good all the time. Hey, hey, hey. That's hey. my happy hour, friend. Mm. Oh, t- this evening. Let me do this. Let me do this. I have to say, today is the 32nd birthday. Mm. Of my like, and I don't want to say this because I know my cousins be listening, but my favorite cousin turns thirty two today. He's about to say forty two. I was about to say something else. I don't know, but he turns thirty two today. I have to say, Condi, happy birthday, cousin! I love him so much. I tell you, when. I had a life change situation. My cousin swooped me right up under his arm and made sure I was never alone. I would not have my master's in business association today in marketing and in finance if it wasn't for him. I remember this one. I'm going to tell a short story. I remember the first time I even like even thought about going to grad school. I was at the bowling alley with my cousin because, you know, they be having them quarter nights when you could bowl for 25 cents. So we used to go bowling, I think that's Tuesday. We used to go bowling on Tuesdays. And we was at the bowling alley one night, and my cousin was like, so what are you doing? Like, you gonna keep working at Enterprise? Like, that's what you want? Like, so what are you gonna do? Like, you're not trying to get another degree. You're not trying to work somewhere else. I'm like, I never really thought about it. He's like, yo, go get your master's. And he had just got his master's at that time. And literally, a year later, in the fall, I was enrolled in graduate school. And I graduated two years later with a master's in business association with a concentration in marketing and in finance. And I want to mm. say shout out to him. I've just been on a on a different, you know, mindset ever since. He never lets me be alone. He's always looked out for me. He's always made me feel and know that if nobody got your back, I got your back. I'm just one call away. And he do that shit so silently that like he don't got to say it. You just know. Right. So shout out to him. Happy birthday. I'll see you in a little bit. Uh, shout out to them Capricorns out here. Okay, these Capricorns out here just being lit. We we are lit. We close the year and we begin the year. Oh, so Joe, you wasn't here for your birthday. No, I wasn't. No, and then you was out of town. Yeah. So you know what? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear HJ. Happy birthday to you. So wait, Condi 32? Condi is 32. Yes, we're the same age. I'm 10 <laughs> days older than Condi mm-hmm. is. Yo, happy birthday to Condi. But yo, thank you for that birthday wishes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I kind of forgot how old I was when you, when you were singing. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, Condi older than me by a year. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I think I'm Condi 32. 30, but yo, I really do appreciate it. Um, no, you born in 88. I'm born 88. Sorry, he great. born in 87. He 33. Shit. Happy 33rd birthday. He 33. Damn, man. You <laughs> forgot his birthday. Oh, I just forgot the, 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 the time, the date, the year. The time? <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. Let's get serious. What okay. is your happy hour? Happy okay, birthday. Okay, so my, <laughs> so my happy hour. So what I do I'm this I'm sitting here week, talking about 32. That nigga 33. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Shout out to mm-hmm. you, Condi. I wish you all the best. Gee, you and your Jesus, yeah. Let's mm-hmm. go. Um, my happy hour, um, it was like simple because last week I went to a conference, um, which was very informative. One thing I do like is the fact that, um, 
it is not really intimidating when I'm the only black man around. Wow. Um, amongst um, the masses, mm-hmm. um, you know, you sometimes stick out like a sore thumb and those around you sometimes expect for you to mess up. Yeah. But, you know, I was out here chilling, I you know, know look, looking, looking your finest I'm out sure. here. Um, I was just I was really having fun, being very attentive, asking questions when I really didn't feel like asking questions mm-hmm. and being very knowledgeable about different things. I didn't. For those that you know, don't know, I mean, I probably didn't know because I didn't come to last week's episode. But, you know, I was out of town for work. Um, I went to a conference, which was nice nice um and one thing i am liking about this job is that they strive for you to learn more Good. and when um you think that you are very knowledgeable about one thing no there's something new for you to learn and i really do in, um, enjoy that so it's really dope for me to do that so when i came back before i um boarded my plane i called my friends and Asia was just like, yeah, I just got some crabs. I'm about to cook some shrimp and whatnot. I said, okay, I'm coming over after. And I that little nap after that five-hour mm-hmm. flight, I popped up and I said, it's still early. <laughs> I said, okay, let me come out. I said, what y'all do? I FaceTimed my friends. And Asia said, yo, um, I'm still at the house. Come on over. I said, all right. <laughs> got my car. And you know what's so crazy? When your parents know that that your house is not your final stop. Mm-hmm. My father was like, I know you about to go out. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I ain't even unpack my bag. See ya. <laughs> I changed my leather jacket. I changed mm-hmm. my, my trench coat because I had a trench coat mm-hmm. on and it was very hot. It was warmer here than it was in San Francisco. Wow. So I'm like, damn, I got to throw on a leather jacket. So, you know, I had to put some smell goods on because you never know who you're going to be. <laughs> so, you know, you don't want to go to somebody's house smelling, smelling like. Smelling like the airplane. Smelling like, yeah, people. <laughs> so, you know, I put the smell goods on, came over and had a great time, had great conversation, had crab, whole um, blue crab, mm-hmm. like Asia said, that were very, very good. Um, had very good conversation, just talking about any and everything, just right. catching up as if we hadn't seen each other in weeks. Right. Um, but it was other than that it was good. good. Uh, and then Sunday, I'm gonna tell y'all short. We're gonna tell you a short story, and then we're gonna go on to the next one. Listen, <laughs> it's it's just my luck that I I will show up at the wrong church service. So I didn't go to the church service with Asia on um on Sunday. But I had the pleasure of being in an attendant in attendance on what I thought was my line brother's son's christening. Mm-hmm. So in my head, the whole entire time I was away, I said, Sunday, no matter what time I get in, because I expected for my my flight to be like delayed. Mm-hmm. So whatever time I come in, I'm going to come in. I'm going to pick my clothes out and I'm gonna go to church because I know my my line brother's son is getting christened on this Sunday. So I said, OK, I got to wake up at um, eight o'clock, and I'm gonna get ready. I'm not gonna go to nine o'clock service. Mm-hmm. I come in, and I thought I saw my. I went to the church service. Me, I meet. I met the pastor at the door. Wow. So I'm like, oh, I'm I'm not late. I'm on time. So mm-hmm. he looking at me, and I nodded my head. He looked at me. I looked at him. He nodded his head. Um, he looked at me and nodded his head. And I said, okay, well, I'm at the right place. <laughs> I walked in. I thought I saw my line sister. When I noticed that it wasn't my line sister, I went the other way and I sat down. And I'm like, well, where's everyone at? <laughs> I mean, I see people that's my color here, but where's the people? Mm-hmm. So I text my line brother like, yo, um, what time is the christening? He, christening. he said, 
uh, one o'clock. I said, well, I'm <laughs> sitting in a church right now. <laughs> he said, uh, are you going to get up and go? I said, how do you get up and, and leave go. a church? church. <laughs> I got to stay. <laughs> like, I'm stuck. I, I'm not one of those people that put up the finger and go. But uh-huh. I mean, you know, it was a it was a pleasure because, you know, it was a Catholic church and I was more so like, okay, well, this is. This is not my usual. This is not my usual, but, you know. This is something different from what I'm used to. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm about to like um, sit here and enjoy the church service, which was a nice church service. Um, I don't think um, that I will be back at that service without my line brothers and his family because it it was a long row. I felt like the lone the lone wolf. Like I'm like everybody knew each other except for me. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, I got to go um engage with them later on, and it was very very nice. It was great seeing great people, and like it was really really dope. Good. Um, and then I had a great week, and that's my happy hour. And I'm here, you know, back listening to the well talking to the people. I, we love to talk to the people, right? Man. It ain't nothing like talking to the people. Mm-hmm. So. The next segment of our episode is called the socials. So before um, the socials was w- jump, it was encompassed all encompassing of everything that um, we loved and we we wanted to talk about. But then we was just like we want to go into our specialties. Um, I love television. Miss your homegirl, Miss Asia Michelle, loves social media and you know um amber nicole loves politics and like the political and uh, those things like that so he's like why don't we just indulge in that and we made we upgraded our regular socials to a new and improved socials so since we do not have miss amber nicole we're just gonna have you take it away miss michelle Okay. Um. I, first of all, I gotta correct you, friend. I I hate social media. Do <laughs> I, you? I do not like it at all. I actually wish that I did not have an Instagram profile, but I do love celebrity gossip. Oh yeah, yeah that's what I meant. Correct yeah, correct. I hate social media, but I love a little tea child. And I'll tell you a quick story—not a quick story, but I—you guys know I've been in radio for years. But my when I started my radio show years and years ago, and every radio show I've had, it's always been. I gave celebrity gossip and I will tell y'all shout out to a person I look up to Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams inspired me to give the tea Un- like relentlessly. Like I would, I love Wendy Williams so much, but anyway, I'm here. I'm your homegirl, Miss Asia Michelle. I'm here to give you the celebrity news portion of the socials here on the 59th episode of the people's podcast. So the first, I'm not even going to give you too much today. I have a couple things, but um, the first story I'm gonna give you is about none other. Guys, you gotta guess. You won't be able to guess because don't nobody be talking about this man anyway. Raz B Ooh. from B2K was arrested for a DUI on Wednesday at 3 a.m. in the morning, right? Because he ran a red light. So, um, 
he had blew well over the legal limit on the you know when they check your breathalyzer mm -hmm. test he blew well over the legal limit sources say that rasby told the officer that he didn't have his license on him and he was lost so he didn't even realize that he had ran the light then the officer smelled alcohol and then Raz B admitted that, oh, earlier I was I had a drink and I was smoking weed. Mind you, they in <laughs> California, so you know that's a thing. Um, smoking weed and drinking. Yeah. Okay. And then, but he said that happened earlier. Like that's not right now. Like I'm not intoxicated. So it was three o'clock in the morning. So but, earlier was, was right. It was, was when he did it. Two thirty. Right. But he blew well over the legal limit. So okay. Raz didn't. He didn't pass the field sobriety test at all, none of them. So he was arrested, later then released on $5,000 bond. So he still got a lot of stuff going on because if y'all don't remember, last year in 2019, he was arrested for domestic violence but then cleared. And I think if it is me, and this is me just stirring the pot, I think it was clear... And then shortly after it being cleared, the girlfriend that he had and was in a relationship, he just bought her a new Mercedes Benz and they were showing it on social media. So maybe that's why the charges were dropping. You know, I don't know nothing. So don't listen to me. Um, yeah. So that's going on. Also, oh, oh, wait. I think that he probably depressed because. Absolutely. He, I mean, not really depressed. But I mean, he has it, some mental health issues. He's going because he mad that um, little Fizz done slept with the the, the girl. <laughs> I would be too. And you heard they broke up. Yes, friend. That was a story that came out about two weeks ago that Fizz and April broke up. April and um, it it hasn't really like. And I meant to watch this interview that April gave, but it hasn't really like the story hasn't flushed because there's no details. But there was a thing where um, you go to social uh, the the shade room, I believe, put out like, oh, April and Fizz unfollow each other. Oh, April gets rid of all Fizz's pictures on her page, and but Fizz still has like two pictures of her. Rumors are that they had broke up. And that's what sources are telling us that they have broken up and here's the proof because they unfollow each other and she deleted all his his pictures off her page. Do these sources get paid? Yeah, when you give stuff to the um celebrity people, the news, yeah, they get them a quarter. Wow. You let me tell you something, they get them a dollar, but who's a to tell how much it is? Like it depends on from what I have in my experience, and this was like 10 years ago, but it depends on the type of tea you bring in. If you bring in tea that's exclusive that nobody else, if I take a video of something and I'm the only person with this video, it's worth more than somebody catching this celebrity fight and there's four other people in the room with a camera that's recording that can sell it. You know what I'm saying? If, if the exclusivity of the content is what's, is what's worth more money. I don't know how they price things nowadays, but when you give something, a picture to TMZ or you that's money well, I, whether it's $50 or $5,000 depends on what it is listen I'm no longer giving Lipton's I gotta, go find, I gotta go find you something. need to get the Tazo tea <laughs> not the Lipton's tea Tazo tea that's the upgrade that's the upgrade that's the kind you get in the Starbucks oh you need that kind no, of tea I don't need Starbucks everybody drinking Starbucks we need right. tea that every <laughs> you not, need the tea that you steep yourself don't even come in the bag right. <laughs> 
listen, the tea that you talking, I want my loans paid with yes. the tea that I want to get. Yeah, you got to have some good tea for that, friend. Um, next story I wanted to talk about. I don't know if any of you um, watch Growing Up Hip Hop, but um, I watch Growing Up Hip Hop LA, and I always... I also watch Growing Up Hip Hop ATL. So right now, Growing Up Hip Hop LA is on. Mm-hmm. And um, Damon Dash is on Growing Up Hip Hop LA because his son, Damon Dash Jr., but they call him Boogie, is on that show. And um, if you watch the show, Boogie has a history of alcohol and drug abuse. And there was a whole storyline of Damon like doing a whole intervention and Boogie going to rehab and this, this, and that. However... It is coming out in the news that Damon Dash is suing um, WeTV. That's where the show airs. He's, excuse me, suing WeTV for making his son drink alcohol, even though his son is like not making him drink it, but giving him alcohol freely, knowing his son is a recovering addict. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was right, Mona, and it was under Mona, agreement Mona. with Damon, like under his conditions of being on the show. Is like you keep alcohol away from my son, da, 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 because he has a history of abuse. But you know, in order to keep his storyline going and how he act out, he might ask for alcohol and they give it to him. What good is that? What What good is that without seeing him? How he's gonna react to right? So they they did it against you know the contractual agreement that Damon Dash had with them, and he's also pr- suing them for some money that's owed to him apparently. But it's not really detailed on why they owe him money. Um, as far as the alcohol distribution goes, he's basically that that is um, he's suing for emotional distress that happened to his family because his son was still being received alcohol. So he's so he's suing for emotional distress on that. The money factor, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that he kind of is in a situation where he needs money right now. I don't know if the listeners remember if you remember he was going through some things last year um, financially that made him file some type of bankruptcy but basically he filed in court papers that he had no money and that he couldn't even pay a $2,400 loan that he had and he had no money and he you know basically couldn't pay off his debts and then he had some back child support issues that he owed on but that was settled in court when he had the situation with Lee Daniels, remember he kept saying Lee Daniels owed him money and he pulled up on Lee Daniels at like an event and they had a conversation um, between the two of them about, you know, him getting this money back because he invested in Lee Daniels years ago and then Lee Daniels blew up and had all these projects but never paid him back. There was a settlement agreement between the two where... Um, Lee Daniels agreed to pay back the five million dollars that was invested in him. But get this, a part of him receiving that settlement, Damon Dash receiving that settlement from Lee Daniels, is that all his back child support gets paid out of this settlement. And that's (laughs) hundreds of thousands of dollars. So get this, Damon Dash is not paying his child support. The child support payments come from the uh, either the attorneys or whatever, you know, LLC company that Lee Daniels have that is the pay in this settlement so the child support checks don't say damon dash let's just say lee daniels on it but that's where the money got to come from so 
you know, whatever's left over is left over, but all his child support comes out of this $5 million settlement. I just say that to say, it made me think a lot about how much these people really get paid on reality TV. Right. Because if you get in money, I feel like if you on TV, you know, well, people from the outside in that might not know the realm of reality TV, you think these people getting checks for like the money that you know for being on tv and exposing their lives but now it's just like well if you have to file bankruptcy and say oh i can't pay twenty four hundred dollars then like how much is mona really paying y'all right or how much is these people really paying y'all these people go on i looked at little mo when she was on um marriage boot camp mm-hmm. and you know hearing that you know her and her husband was Buying drugs and da da da, getting high. marriage boot camp. Yes, they was getting high because they was in Cali, so you would always see them on camera smoking weed early in the morning. First thing everybody do is like a powwow, circle like a campfire. They all around the couch early in the morning, outside smoking a blunt. Everybody got a blunt, but also they had some other drugs that they were doing. Behind the scenes, I'm talking about Lil Mo and her ex-husband, who was a boxer. I forget his name. I feel like he's irrelevant because he was also abusive and a cheater. But, um, yeah, she was saying on an interview how he would go and take the money and buy drugs. And, you know, they would be high. And then I'm looking at her in this interview. And I was like, well, if I was on a reality TV show for a whole season, I wouldn't be looking like that. Hmm. <laughs> but I don't know how much they get paid. You know, think about how much these people get paid to expose their entire lives. Like, how much is your life worth that you take this money, still be broke off in financial hardship, and you exposing your entire life to these people? It's like when you was in summer camp. You remember when you got that check when you was fourteen, mm-hmm. and it was just like, dang, you got to wait to the summer ends to get that dag on check. Yep. That's what Lil Mo and the little people that that's on these shows probably get. That's why they be looking so bad. That's sometimes. why I think because they like, damn, when they scratch they they arm and they neck, like, when is my check gone? Going, um, we're going clear. We're going clear because I need it. They be looking so hard up, friend. It's terrible. Listen to me. Um, so I don't know. I, I that just tells me that I'm probably not going to be on reality TV. No matter where this podcast takes us, we're not going to be on reality TV. We'll do our own show produced by us, and we'll be cutting all the you know, we'll be writing, we'll be knowing everything that's going on. Ain't nobody gonna pull the wool over our eyes. We're not doing that bullshit. Um, but I hope you get things figured out, Damon Dash. Uh, <laughs> big congratulations. Um, well deserved shout out to Whitney Houston and the Notorious B.I.G. Whitney Houston? Whitney Houston and the Notorious B.I.G. for being among the six inductees of the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, the legendary Whitney Houston and Notorious B.I.G. were announced as two of the six artists that will be joining the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame later this year. The official 2020 class was announced Wednesday morning along with, uh, behind the scenes player that will be joining the prestigious organization now billboard reported that this year's class include a number of first-time nominees biggie and whitney included um and biggie became eligible as last year marked 25 years since the release of his debut album uh 
An artist's first official recording must have been released 25 years to the year of the induction. So that's the requirement in order to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He now joins a list of very few rappers because there's not a lot of rappers in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, and these rappers are Tupac, Ren DMC, um, NWA, and I believe a few others. So the official... Uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony is going to take place in a couple months. So I am just excited to hear that. Shout out to Whitney Houston and to B.I.G. But speaking of Hall of Fame inductees, Mariah Carey, the Neptunes, and the Isley Brothers have been inducted to the 2020 Songwriters Hall of Fame, which I think is very very prestigious and very well deserved um and they really deserve that 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 award uh billboard reports that they were going to be inducted this year mariah's record-breaking 19 number one hits have catapulted her to legendary status Obviously, mm. um, the Neptunes are responsible for a number of hit records, including records for artists like Jay Z, The Clips, Nelly, and many other many other artists. The Isley Brothers have been releasing hit records of that span over generations, so that's needless to say. So, congratulations to the Isley Brothers, the Neptunes. And none other, Mariah. Well deserved, well deserved, well deserved. That's all I have for the celebrity news. Well, thank you, Miss Michelle. Mm -hmm. Yo, I, you know, I kind of like some of those people on on the Hall of Fame list. I would have expected for them to be on the on the list early in the game. Me too. Like they made good music, mm -hmm. and 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 it could be because um, we were young and we were very. Um, new to the music game prior mm -hmm. but i just feel like yo biggie mariah and whitney and the neptunes mm -hmm. well, they was well the neptunes came later in the mm -hmm. game but i mean biggie mariah and whitney the were, isley brothers the isley brothers mm -hmm. like yo they should have been there mm -hmm. prior to that because they made some good music yeah 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 i agree and i think that I think it's just now, like, these Hall of Fame, like, the people who are responsible for them are just now getting into how m much black people, in, like, they deserve because they are basically the base influence of music. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, I don't know, for some reason still don't recognize that. Like, I'm watching The Sopranos right now, and I remember in the very first season, one of the guys, one of the characters is um, an older Jewish guy, but he was um, responsible for working with a lot of the black songwriters and acts um, back in the day that used to write songs for these white people and he collects the royalties off of it really? he doesn't even give them the royalties and um a rapper who was like you know of current state he actually shook him down and was like actually my aunt is the mother of you know one of your main songwriters from back in the day and she doesn't see a penny of the royalties mind you he got shot and killed you know the the son so he's coming in in his representation to be like you owe this send her a check 
or you know we can handle things another way right? right so it's just like you know it's it's taking years for people to understand how these prominent black artists have been such an influence and a staple in the music industry period not just as songwriters or artists but they create vibes period they set cultural tones to which people write music based off of the the influences of these people right pay me my money (laughs) i need it and i need Need it it now now. it's my money and i need it now (laughs) shoot shit right (laughs) god damn it (laughs) like yo these people be sitting up here holding on the money like yeah for real for real but damn what you got for tv i know you was watching the television because you was watching it up until we got here friend friend let me tell you something the daggone t television show mm-hmm. was was really like very over over it was like an overload it's two times of the year that i really can say i enjoy television one of them being the beginning of the year and the second one is in the fall so it's just like um september area and the reason why i love those two times of year when it comes like to television is because all the shows that were on break during like the fall came comes back in the winter in January and the new year and it like it's like they never left and some of them some of them premiere like like they hit the ground running though there are some shows that may not uh, hit the ground running like we want them there is a slow progress but like they hit the ground running so there's a lot of television shows new and old that came out uh the beginning of the year that I may have missed or I just was introduced to them and it's just like I was watching them and it's just like for this segment um I really wanted to more so do like a a rundown on all the shows but that's gonna take us half of the daggone show and I really didn't want to do that because like we got a lot of stuff to cover so it's just like this week on a tube, I will give you a rundown and I'm going to probably do you like probably 10 seconds of every show that I've watched in the um, not even I want to say the what what I got from it a little bit. It's like 10 seconds. Mm. So first show on the on a docket is power. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Last week episode of the power was like crazy to me because it was just like um, tell me about it. I didn't see it. Since so. the. So this episode was, mm-hmm. you know, to narrow it down, who shot Ghost, mm-hmm. um, and congratulations to um, Method Man, who will be on the spinoff show. Oh yes, of Ghost. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be called Power, Power Book Two. I think it's called Power Book Two. Oh well, yeah. Now, but you know, I think that um, the person that killed Ghost is probably the detective, the detective, or. Two people that I think, Detective or um, the woman, I forget her name. I told y'all a couple weeks ago, she looks like the lady in the heat of the night. (laughs) His new girlfriend. I think it's one of the year two. Mm -hmm. So this episode was more so about the sister and why she didn't kill him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started off on her being like very ignorant around about who killed, killed, um, 
ghost and being very persuasive. So she, like, let me tell you about this gun. Mm-hmm. She needed to put the damn gun away because every five minutes the gun was coming out. <laughs> she uh, she eventually, during the episode, wanted to shoot to shoot him, mm-hmm. but then she knew she didn't have it in her. Her son was going to shoot him, but she tried to calm him down. Then she tried to get Tommy to kill him, and then later on in the episode, well, towards the ending, mm-hmm. Tasha told her that um ghost is not the one that killed yeah oh your sister your sister angela it was tommy oh she tasha told her it was tommy yes because um he got a call she got a call from her insurance from ghost's um insurance company Mm -hmm. and he left money to her Mm. and the money that he he left some money so her son could go to um, go to school because she wanted Angela to be dug up out of the grave because she now get Angela's body out the grave to get the phone that she planted in the coffin. Oh, and yeah, because she did bury it with her. But when they found out, when they ran like the numbers and the text messages, they couldn't get any anything res- anything on it. Mm-hmm. So it was just like it was only um outgoing so it was just like it was pointless Mm -hmm. so she asked for angela to be buried back in the grave and all she thought all hope was gone Mm -hmm. with her son because at that moment um once she said that she think that something happened or that she once she said that angela was a part of the the whole group Mm -hmm. that ghost was a part of all of her um all of her pension and stuff would have been away was taken Mm -hmm. So she did it, thinking that she was doing something. And, and she wasn't doing it. So the episode ended <laughs> with her. Yo, power get on my nerves. I'm so tired of it. Bro, so let me tell you, how, like, like, the ending, the episode ended with her running to Tommy's house, and his p- apartment was clean. Ooh. But Meaning, like, his furniture, everything was gone? Everything was gone. Mm-hmm. But at the insurance company, mm-hmm. his mother was leap when she was walking in mm-hmm. Tommy's mother was walking, walking out oh oh it's something happening so shaking the table shaking the damn table so it was a lot of things I attempted to watch Atlanta um housewives it was a lot going on what was it I knee, saw that knee 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 did she ever take off her sunglasses <laughs> Because I mean, the girl was throwing shade. I was trying to catch all types of shade. I'm like, God, dog, who she talking about? What happened? She was stirring the pot when she first got there and wouldn't really give up what was going on with the snake gate. Like she kept saying, "Oh, yeah, it's not, um, it's not a record. It's some audio. Like, what you mean? It's uh, audio is a recording of something." Excuse me. Like, what are you saying? Right. Oh, I didn't say that. I don't know why Candy keeps saying that. Somebody, I said there was audio. Of, so what are you saying? Because now everybody want to know. So it seemed like you staring the pot. However, the other girl, I don't feel is so innocent. What's her? The new girl. I forget her name. Don't get me to lie. But the little light-skinned, skinny lady um that they keep thinking is the one and that they're questioning her i think that she knows what's going down or nini informed her because she kept keep telling her like why don't you just say something like why don't you just say it like instead of you know keep trying to hide behind it but that whole thing that when nini and kenya got into that 
little fight, that argument. Tiff. My, I want, I, I wanted to see Nene hit Kenya. I mm. wanted her to connect with Kenya because I will say one thing. I think Kenya, when it comes to Nene, she don't like Nene so bad that she will keep poking the bear. Like, mm-hmm. but she all barking, no bite. So then it's like you want to act like you say calling Nene a bitch and this and this and that. I'm like, you saying that, but Kenya, if she throw that long ass arm around this security person <laughs> and connect with your jawline, then what you going to do? She going to sue her. That's it. You ain't gonna hit back because then she's gonna say she was afraid. But you know, it was a lot going on. I'm gonna have to had to take cover because I was like, damn, this is a lot going on. What you think happened with that snake gate? You think it was that girl, or you think Nene just making it up? I think Nene's trying to stir the pot. pot. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. She, I think she's stirring the pot because the new girl, she ain't, she ain't she been just it. doing whatever Nene say because right. she want to be like she want to be close with somebody. She's trying to get her fifteen minutes of right, family. and who else to be close to but like Nene because right. she been there since day one. Right, but it, Nene making this up. Right, it's not really that. Like, why we can't just say what happened with the who said what? Why we can't say? Oh, the person is here. The person is in the room. Who is the person? Me, me. right? All the weakest. Right, I am the person. Right, (laughs) Nene is the snake gate. (laughs) So stay tuned to see who the snake gate because Mm -hmm. it's gonna come out. Um, I've been watching a lot of like it's been a lot of shows other than those two. I've been watching. Catfish. I can't believe people are still getting catfish. <laughs> oh, it was just like too much. I was like, God dog, are y'all still getting catfish? People, let me tell you something. Social media has advanced to the point at this moment whereas I could like two pictures and tell if it's you or not. Um and if we speak and I feel suspicious of who you are, face we FaceTime it. Right. Or Insta, if you have an Android, we could just go on Instagram and we could FaceTime that way. Why are you stressing yourself too, so much? Two years, a year, and then I'm sending you money? Mm-hmm. What is going on? I don't <laughs> even know. Oh. They still doing that? Bro, let me tell you. I mean, sis, sorry. Um, And then I was watching this new show that's on MTV called True Life Crimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I was watching it last night because I found myself cleaning. I don't even know. From the gym. Last night, I took a shower, and I got a boost of energy, so I just started cleaning. Mm-hmm. And I was watching shows while I was cleaning the house, and I'm sitting up here like, yo, I went to the door so many freaking times <laughs> to make sure that it was locked. <laughs> My porch light was on, and I was like, like why is it still on? Is it somebody on the porch? Mm-hmm. And then when I looked through the door, I'm like, oh, uh, there's nobody out there, but mm-hmm. is it somebody like? running like who's <laughs> out there but like true life crimes is like they try to find out like the unsolved mysteries mm-hmm. of the various um crimes that have happened um and in the world so the first episode was more so um the young lady that got um uh, that died at, in the freezer in chicago mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they said she was at a hotel party and she wandered off walking right. around the hotel and then she went down and mm-hmm. she they found it in the freezer and then the, the previous episode was more that was ap- was talking about how um, the young man named Junior who was they said that he wasn't he was like wasn't he wasn't a part of a gang but he had friends a part of the gang and they dragged him out the bodega and mm. they like took a machete and went to his neck. Yeah, and, out the bodega. In oh, New York. when I'm telling you, I was sitting up here was like, damn it. 
Like, as much as I say that I'm, I want kids and I want them to grow up in the hood because street smarts is dope, but it's just like, damn it, it's a lot of, like, heartache. It is. Absolutely. I agree. And especially with what happened with that young lady in Chicago, it's just so much that, you know, is left unsaid and, like, things that we don't really know about and things that are just left up in the air. Like, we don't know, like, how did she get there? Why are there so many, um, why are there so many... Uh, foot the footages are missing. So many footage, so much footage is missing. Like this girl, uh, just so we say her name, Kanika Jenkins. Kanika yes. Jenkins is a young lady who was found in a freezer. And then it's being said that you know, oh, they left her in the freezer because they're trying to, they wanted to sell like her organs. Right, but they, but on there they did say like. They were in the hotel drinking, mm-hmm. and then and they show video. We saw like Instagram videos or something of that Snapchat videos. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they did have like they said it was like pills being passed around. Mm-hmm. So drinking on top of taking pills is like really uh, um, a headache waiting yeah. to happen. And as they were getting ready to leave, she said to her friends like, "Yo, I left my phone," mm-hmm. and they said, "Stay here. We're gonna go in there and get it." Mm-hmm. And then she started wandering off. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where as um, one of the guys said that there is a um, she wandered around. They have videos wander her around the hotel and then she made her way down to the freezer. And, you know, for some people that drink, you know, the cold air may be good for them because mm-hmm. they, their body temperature may be at a height. Yeah. So the cool air may bring it down. Bring them to, down. Yeah. So at that moment, whereas um, she felt that cool air in the freezer, they said that she probably fell. Mm-hmm. Like dropped and, her head. and like fell asleep. Oh, okay. And because her body like it went down to the temperature to the point where she was like, like she was like um, shaking and mm-hmm. her body temperature. Now her body temperature was dropping. There was n- there was no time for her to like at least push the emergency mm-hmm. button to get out. And like she just she died there because it, it was no signs of like um, tussling or anything like that. It was just more so of her like just losing control of mm. like her limbs and things like that so uh, the show was a good show but i don't think i'm ready for it it was it was it was good i'm watching now married at first sight uh that's back on and i'm looking at the people like yo i hope y'all all make it because y'all just took a risk <laughs> to marriage and then y'all gonna go under god and then after that's gonna be crazy then the next one i watch is hopeless Love. I'm gonna talk more about hopeless love next week. Hopeless mm-hmm. love is about some of these stars that were madly in love with each other, and like we want to know from a different per- person's perspective on what happened. So the first episode was about um left Le- out. left out Lo- Lisa left out Lopez and Andre Ryerson. Um, and then this episode is bigging in faith. Um, the first episode was on Andre's perspective, and this episode is on Faith's perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, stay tuned to my word on the street because the word is perspective. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it, it, it but the hopeless hopelessly love hopelessly in love is a very good show because it kind of makes you think. Well, I'm a thinker, so it makes me think about different perspectives of how people are feeling. But 
here ends my word on the street and i'm sorry that i said i said 10 seconds in <laughs> we got nothing but time space and opportunity right that's what we used to say back in the day <laughs> in the hood, but, uh. right we got space and opportunity what you trying to do <laughs> right hmm. Hmm. Catch me outside. thank you for that friend i mean i've been watching tv but like i said i'll have to catch up i'm glad that you're gonna keep that till next week because i'll make sure that i catch up on all the episodes by next week so we can talk about it mm-hmm. on hopelessly in love i had recently got um put on to the sopranos and um i remember watching i mean i remember my parents watching the sopranos but me and my sisters weren't allowed to watch we were young um but i shout out to my friend paris um he had posted something about like the anniversary of the sopranos or whatever and I'm like, I, I DM'd him after I saw the post, and I'm like, all right, let me be transparent. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, no, Asia, like, you would love it. And so I started watching, like, last Friday. Um, and this Thursday, I'm already on season four. I can't stop watching. Mm-hmm. I watch it all day. Um, How many seasons is it? Six. So I'll be uh-huh. done by the weekend. The girl is watching the mm-hmm. It's addicting I love it And I'll probably watch it all over again And it's crazy because A lot of the things that was going on In this is still so relevant So anyway that's what I've been watching But I did make sure that I did get Housewives in And a couple of other things Loving hip hop and stuff like that Loving hip hop is getting so like corny to me Right mm-hmm. You see I ain't even talk about it Yeah it's nothing to talk about It's getting corny and very scripted and dumb Right. So, like, again, I, I guess Mona must be paying y'all enough for y'all to do that. We got another segment. Right. It's called A Word on the Street. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's what it's called. Dad, y'all going to continue to hear me talking. <laughs> like, oh, I thought I was going to take a sip of Oh, you want to take a break and I could go ahead? Nah, it's good. Okay. Um, so, yes, my segment is called Word on the Street. Um, it's showing homage to one of my favorite television shows, Martin. Um, Martin, Martin had uh, right. <laughs> Martin had a show um, was called Word on the Street, but mm-hmm. my Word on the Street is unlike his. Whereas he interviewed people such as like Oprah and different things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my Word on the Street is I pick a word out of Webster's Dictionary. I give you the definition and I apply it to real time life. Ooh. So. Um, here's my word on the street. And today, like I said in my segment um, on what's on the tube, I did say my word is perception. Mm-hmm. Um, and Webster's Dictionary's um, definition of perception is the ability to see her, ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the sense. Mm. Um, and I chose perception because um, I some of uh, Hopelessly in love um, made me think about some of the series, some of some of the docu series and the documentaries and different things that we watched as a child. So I watch my, um, I watch, I watched the first docu series about. Um, Lisa left out Lopez and her perspective on how everything went from from the time that she was a child to um, when she became famous to when she was in a relationship. And then I went into um, that like that gave me the perspective of who she was as a person. And I was very content. So this hopelessly in love couldn't tell me nothing less than what we what 
um, I wanted to hear. Because I'm like, yo, I know everything about her. Mm-hmm. Little did I know that from the perception of Andre, his mother, his sister, her sister, her cousin, and her mother, meaning Lisa's, Lisa's family as well, it made it made me look at everything differently, and it was the same way when I was listening to the story of Biggie and Faith as well. Mm-hmm. And that leads me to believe, like the quote that we hear um, growing up, that there's three sides of a story. Mm-hmm. It's one story. It's your 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 story, my story, and the truth. Mm-hmm. Like that is really really true. Mm-hmm. Like the way that we look at things may be so freaking jaded. Because, like, we don't, our chemical imbalances that we got going on, the things that are going on in our minds may may trigger different things that may not make us really conscious of it's what's like really going on. It's like you have to hear both sides of the story right. in order to find the truth in the middle. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just kind of looked at, not kind of, I did look at it as, like, listen. After hearing all both sides, mm-hmm. everybody was going through something. And I wish that going to see a therapist was a thing back then. Right. Because wow. it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like Lisa was going through her father was in the military and he died. Mm-hmm. She was so close to him. Andre's father was in the military. He died. His stepfather died. Mm. So he had to grow up. Mm-hmm. The brother and sister that Lisa had didn't go through any abusive issues or traumatizing issues in their relationship. But the person that was closest to their parent wow. was the person that went through it. And it was like... So crazy because the way that Lisa in her docu-series said, talked about how, what happened in her relationship and how she grazed over different things was like very, very crazy. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, sometimes as a person, I like, I give at, I used to give advice from only one person's perspective. Mm -hmm. And, and the reason why I gave, because that's the only perspective that I knew. It's just the one that you was given. I was only given. Right. I understand that. So, it 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 is. You may perceive it as one way, but you have to be open to other ways of of thinking, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I mean, walking in. To 2020, my perception of different things and different people is just at a minimal. Mm. Because if I have, like, it, it, it's not a bad thing because honestly, if I don't have any expectations of anything, and I probably said this before, of you, I'm not going to be disappointed. Right. And when, if I do 
perceive a different situation a different way, I have to stop and think about it when it comes to me. Mm-hmm. When it comes to giving advice, I s- tend to ask people, how do you want me to give you advice based off of what you're telling me? What you told me. Or how I feel about what everything is mm-hmm. going on. Because I try like, not... Like, do you want me to give you the full picture? Or do you want me to just give you something based off of what you said? Right. Because I don't want to sit there and give you advice based off of how you made me feel about that whole situation. Yeah. So, um... I feel like uh, the world will be more... I don't think that will be all greater and better, but I just feel like we have to stop and think about when we're dealing with different situations because if we don't, if we stop and think about how we're going to handle different situations or how people present different situations to us, that can stop a lot of things mm-hmm. that will affect us because, honestly speaking, we will not... If we are honest with ourselves and other people, then we'll be probably be we'll probably be okay. Yeah. So the word on the street is perception. So come to your own conclusion about how you feel about different things and I don't even And know. no and also just be aware that there are other perceptions. People perceive things differently than you do. Right. And that's okay. Because everybody is allowed to it, it, that to experience things differently, just be aware of different perceptions and then draw a conclusion as to what may seem, you know, like more, I don't know how to say the word, but it seems right or it seems like it makes more sense. Right. And it doesn't just make sense because it's your perception. Because in order to be aware of what truly makes sense, you have to understand that there are different ways that things could be perceived, period. Thank you. I had lost my train of thought, and I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Per- perception is is not always what we think to be for face value. Yeah, perception is what separates us. Yeah, absolutely. That's a fact. That is a fact. That was to my next point about perception. If you are unaware how another person is experiencing something. And you have a conflict with however they reacted. So now you perceive their reaction one way, but you don't even know what they dealing with or how they thinking or how they experience that caused the breaks that causes the breaks in the relationship or in the interaction between you two, because both people have different perceptions, but guess what we're not doing communicating those perceptions to each other. Right. You feel how you feel. I feel how I feel. And now we mad at each other because we both disagree with each other. But I never told you how I felt. I just felt like I ain't like how you feel. Right. You don't even know how I feel because you ain't asked me. Perception. Perception and communication. Like all these things come into one, you know. But it's, it's about being able to understand what perception is and how it is okay for someone to have a different perception than you do. Right. Mm-hmm. That was good, y'all. Thank you. That was friend. a good word on the street for the people. Hmm. 
So what's up with you? Listen, segment about nothing. I just like to present to the people a small segment. It ain't about much. I actually call it a segment about nothing. Um, it's a mental health segment where I like to just present some things for the people to think about while they're on their mental health journeys. And if you have never even started your mental health journey, this will allow you to start to think about it a little bit, you know. Think about what's going on in your mind and your emotions and how the two connect and how they actually run your life, your mind and your emotions. People do a lot of things and make a lot of decisions based off emotion. And they have to understand that their emotions are connected to their their mind state, their mentality. Um, so where your mental is is where your emotions will stem and therefore is how you will live your life. You should take better care of yourselves. Here's a segment about nothing. Um, I wanted to give you guys a gentle reminder. Um, this is just a simple statement, and then I will go ahead and kind of elaborate on what this means. But when people form opinions about who we are without our input, they're projecting who they need us to be mm. so that they can avoid questioning who they are and what they believe. Mm. I'll say that again When people form opinions about who you are Without your input Without you saying nothing They have already formed this idea about you Who you are It's because they're projecting who they need you to be For them So that they can ignore what's going on with them They can avoid questioning who they are and they can avoid questioning their mm. own beliefs they project it onto you mm, 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 mm. not your problem don't uh how do i say when i i don't i don't inherit other people's feelings that's why a lot of people are able to talk to me or are, are able to say things to me that they think might make me feel uncomfortable i always have to tell them i don't take on your issue you feel free to say what you want to say because i can't take that on because sometimes when people say certain things to you or they say certain things about you that you may find offensive you have to understand that it's not that's not who you are you know who you are but that's who they perceive you to be mm. perception they perceive you to be and sometimes people use their perception in order to protect themselves from mm. themselves right okay right um people's projections when people project things on us you have to always remember that that doesn't define who you are projections are often people's attempts of making sense of what's happening with them but without like without experiencing the the discomfort of having to question themselves or what they believe facts so they project these things on you and it's because they're trying to make sense of what's going on in them it is their way of forcing you to fit their understanding of the world I'll say it again. It is their way of forcing you to fit their understanding of the world. It is a way of forcing you to fit their perception 
of the world. You are they they are now making you responsible to make it make sense mm. because they don't want to do it differently. All right, so let me make it plain and just give you guys a quick story. I experienced something with someone very close to me where and this is an elder and when I now that okay so I'm, I'm experiencing something with an elder at this point where this elder will confide in me about romantic relationships that they experience and I give my opinions when asked because I, I try not to say anything because I've noticed that when I speak to a lot of people I don't I don't think that I'm abrasive or rude or anything but I'm very plain and I ask questions that allow people to think past what they're thinking right. and when I ask those questions um, this elder becomes uncomfortable and you know decides not to want to speak to me so while this elder is still confiding in me with without liking anything I ever have to say um, that I always ask so do you want my opinion on this or, or they'll ask like how do you feel about this what do you think and then i'll say what i have to, well you don't know because you didn't deal with this and you you still got some time you just live a little bit longer and you watch and i'm just like all right like <laughs> you know but i and, and i could be offended by that because it's just like wow well you just wasted my time telling me all this stuff and now you trying to make me feel inadequate for saying what I have to say. Because they don't feel comfortable. Because they don't feel comfortable with who I am and how I would deal with that situation. But they're not comfortable either. Right. hearing the truth. So they just projecting hmm. how they feel on me and because of how they want me to respond because that's the way they want the world to be they want they they asking me for advice because obviously you value what i have to say but then when i say it it's not what you want to hear and it's like no you're wrong and so now you're projecting that onto me oh asia you're wrong because i didn't i didn't i didn't agree or or say something that goes in line with what you have to say or what you believe or who you are so I want people who are going through, um, you know, a mental health journey and just trying to better have a better understanding on what's going on with yourselves mentally, that that is something that you are going to come across once you start crossing these boundaries and these barriers. You know, you're going to come to a point where people are uncomfortable with you. And that could be a very lonely space. And that reminds me of a conversation I had with a friend um ooh last night mm. and um i was talking to my friend over the phone and she expressed to me that you know sometimes you know it's just discouraging because i feel like i'm always putting myself out there for people and i'm helping people and i'm there to talk to people and you know people come to me about things but then i have a hard time taking my own advice sometimes i have a hard time like just wondering why people won't do for me how i do for them and i said to her i'm like friend that is 
an unfortunate real life it will happen experience when you are becoming more self-aware and I always talk about self-awareness on this podcast and especially on a segment about nothing because self-awareness I feel like if people were self-aware this world would be a different place but when you know when you're going through your mental health journey you got to realize that not everyone is on that journey for themselves or with you and so you'll start to do things differently and you'll start to grow but then you feel like your feelings get hurt a little bit by the people around you because they are doing things that are not healthy to you or to themselves but you have to understand that that is gonna like that's a lonely place that you're gonna be in i've been there beloved I've been there for a long, 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 long time. And I, you know what I'm saying? A long, long time ago days. And what you will begin to realize is that you will not sacrifice your growth in order to feel this gratification or, you know, this re, I don't know how to say the word right now, but, you know, that reassurance, actually, that I do know how to say the word. Thank you, God. Um, that reassurance from people that, oh, you know, people fuck with you because people are not going to fuck with you the way that you fuck with them. That's just a plain fact, period, point blank, period, beloved. People are not just not going to. But what's important is that you understand during your journey that you don't have to change who you are. Um, you don't have to stop being there for people, but you need to be more self-aware and just be there for yourself just as much you are there as you are there for everyone else. Mm. I know it's sometimes it's hard to take your own advice because you get so exhausted after a day of being there for somebody all day and taking care of this for this person and doing this for that for that person. By the time you get home and you have to recap how you felt throughout the day, you don't even want to think about it. You're exhausted. You might just want to pour that glass of wine. You might just want to smoke that blunt and go to bed because you're tired now. You can't even tend to yourself. Make time for yourself and acknowledge yourself within your interactions with other people. People's perceptions and projections don't have to be your reality. That's a segment about nothing. Friend. Mm. Mm-hmm. Friend. What we got? What we got? We got questions. Oh, we got questions. I need questions. I, I need love them. that sec. I love your second <laughs> about nothing because you know sometimes I be going into a trance. Mm-hmm. Just now I went into a trance that I was like, damn, thinking because you know sometimes it's maybe hard mm-hmm. because you don't want to project mm-hmm. anything out in the world that you don't want it to come back to you. Right, right, right. Because sometimes when you project things out into the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when people give back to you, you just giving mm-hmm. you they just giving you what you giving them. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate that, friend. Um, it's just you got to stay in a very mindful place, very very mindful. mindful. That was good. Stay in a mindful place. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah. Oh, that was good. <laughs> oh, friend, don't suit me. <laughs> that was good. Um, so our next segment is called questions. Mm-hmm. And I find it funny because I need questions. I need questions. So, um, first question. Well, we got a question for me. You asking me the question? You know, I 
I have questions. Mm-hmm. And you will give me answers. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Ooh, he is giving. Oh, I'm at the hot seat. Ooh, let me get drink my water. Hold mm. on. Mm. Okay, so questions that men mm-hmm. are afraid oh, God. to ask women. This is something else. Okay, Joe. You ready? I didn't even know this was happening. All right. (laughs) 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 I guess I ain't got no choice but to be ready. Jesus Christmas. Ready? Yeah, go ahead. Let's go. Lordy. Come on, what we got? Okay, here we go. All right. I'm afraid of this game, but I am, you know, I'm really not afraid to just, because I'll say whatever. Like, I ain't afraid to say nothing. Okay, here we so, go. Okay. I'm happy you said it. <laughs> so, first question. Mm-hmm. Why do women spend so much time putting on makeup and end up looking like they did it? Because, um, <laughs> and I'll tell you, because I'm once one of those women sometimes. When I put on makeup, it looks like I don't got nothing on. But it, uh, it just. So why it, put on makeup? It gives them that reassurance that they actually did something like to like to look better. So or go like Alicia Keys. We love your beauty. <laughs> but they don't know that. It's just like a self thing like well for me when I don't like when I put on makeup and I don't look like I put on a lot of makeup is because I intend for my makeup to look like I don't have makeup on but I know that oh my little blemish right here is hidden because I put on some powder oh I got a little glow right there because I put on and it just makes you feel good it's like a more of an in, it's a out, external thing that makes you feel better internally it's like I gave my, I put that little bit of effort in, and I feel a little bit better about myself, type of but thing. But it takes so much time. It um, well, my makeup takes me like three minutes. I know that these other girls do the eyeshadow and the oh, I gotta set my face and oh, I gotta bake. I don't do none of that. Like I bake? do the same what thing. What does that mean? Bake means when they put on a like, um, it's like a, con- I don't want to say concealer powder, but it gives you that glow underneath like the eye and um, like the nose. So it's like like that contour you'll get on your face you'll put that lighter powder under there and then you'll set this other setting powder that allows that powder underneath to set to really give you that glow as if it's natural and then you brush it off or like blend it in but you have to set it on your face and it sits for like amount of time and it's called baking like baking your face mm-hmm. i don't do that <laughs> okay right next question next question <laughs> If you aren't fine, mm-hmm. why is the first thing women say, I'm fine? And what does I'm fine really mean? So if you ask me, like, you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine, but I'm really not. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's loaded. It could be a <laughs> lot of reasons. Um, it, I can say I'm fine. And the way I say I'm fine, I'm like, I'm fine. Or I'm fine. I'm so fine. why don't you just really tell me what you how you feel? Because it's like... You're not going to understand and you really don't care. And I'm too mad to even talk about it. It's a lot of it could be a lot of reasons, but also like it's the how they say it. Because if they say like I'm fine, like very abrasively, like with an attitude, then it's kind of like they want you to dig deeper a little bit and ask them like, no, you're not fine. I could tell you not. OK, like what's going on with you? But if you, that's I just, what you want me to say. Sometimes. So why why don't you have me? Why don't you just say, "Baby, dig deeper." Because <laughs> I want you to do it without me saying it. Because that's showing me that you love me. 
see and then do you you get mad when i'm like okay so i don't know i know yeah so but you should have did what i wanted you to do next question (sighs) why does it why does it perturb women when i leave the toilet seat up because i can fall into the toilet how just put it down Joe, you should put the toilet seat down, and you don't do that all the time. But, but okay, you left the toilet seat up in my house the other night, and I was like, "Fucking Joe, <laughs> why would he leave the fucking toilet seat up?" And I t- always tell him, "Joe, you left the toilet seat up," and he put it down, and he left the toilet seat up, and I know he know he left this toilet seat up. I know I did not. <laughs> but, 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 but the thing is, why don't y'all just walk in the bathroom and see it up and put it down? But sometimes we not looking, so so just, why? Why do you just look? But I, I don't. I shouldn't have to. The toilet seat don't belong up. It belongs down. Why so doesn't it? You put it up so that you could pee. But the toilet seat isn't there to be lifted up. The toilet seat is there for somebody to sit on it. Isn't if you leave it up, then all the particles that was left in the toilet won't get on the seat. What you talking about? You know, if I pee, yeah, you going. You don't know how to put piss into the bowl. I know how to put piss into the bowl. I know how to put the piss in the bowl. I know how to do you that. You telling me that the excess piss is there and I gotta like be mindful of it? Like what you saying? The toilet seat beling belongs in a seated Beling. position. But what I'm saying is if it's up, it's not gonna contaminate the water. Didn't you say didn't you don't y'all don't you like the, the toilet paper a certain way, didn't you say? You like it in instead of out? Yeah, so don't touch the wall. Right. Like it out instead of in. Right. Mm-hmm. So I won't touch the wall. Mm-hmm. So if you lift the toilet seat up, it's not touching anything in that water particles. It's not going to really also, hit. But also, if it's down, it's mm-hmm. not touching nothing because it's down on the surface where it's supposed to be. Joe, I have been to the, I'm going to tell you a story. When my father used to use my bathroom, he would leave the toilet seat up, right? And I will go to the bathroom late at night sometimes and I'm squatting as because I know exactly the distance from me squatting to the seat. And when I go to sit, I lose my balance a little bit because the seat's not there and I fall in the toilet. So you you sitting on the toilet with your eyes closed? Not sit yes, because I'm like I'm not all here. Like, you know, not that my eyes is closed, but I'm just going to the bathroom to sit like I normally do because toilet seats belong on the toilet. Well, I just think y'all need to open Do your you eyes. Do you really believe that the toilet seat should just be up? Because that's not what it's, a seat is supposed to do. A seat is supposed to be down, seated. Okay, but I don't always be seated in so when it comes to So you need to be mindful because nobody told you to be a man and have a penis. So mm, well. put the toilet seat down. <laughs> so why are women into guys' butts? Because they look very nice and they look better than ours. Guys have asses that are perfectly shaped most times. And, you know, it's like round and plumped and it's nice. And guys ask, what? No, I mean, not pause, like stop talking. But like pause, like. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice. No, it's not. It's round. It's like perky. Like my butt never really perky. It's just like. It just be jiggling like. Just but that's good. <laughs> yeah, but so we think like round and perky is good. And also men's asses look very good when they wear those boxer briefs and they little cheeks be like that. It's nice. Next question. Okay. Um. 
Let me see. I thought I had some questions, but you try to. Oh, my cousin just texted me. Oh, we coming. So, do y'all really like dick pics? No. You don't like dick pics? No. Okay. Mm-mm. I don't like them. I don't like them. And I especially hate them when I get them by surprise. Like, you just, you know, talking to somebody and then you wake up in the morning and it's a dick on your face. Like, I didn't ask you for that. Don't send me that. Mm-hmm. So if a man told you that Would you rather a man tell you that he was a virgin Or would you rather him wing it Tell me At this age and point in my life you would need to tell me that mm-hmm. Tell you that he's a virgin mm-hmm. How would that make you feel I know what I'm working with I don't know whether or not I want to have sex with you But so, you gotta give me the choice You can't just spring some new dick on me That ain't never experienced nothing like this And then it's whack and I'm dissatisfied <laughs> You know what I'm saying Like and then now I'm like, Dag, I liked you, but you, your sex mad corny. And I ain't know if I knew this was your first time, then maybe I could work with you. If I really liked you that much, I probably wouldn't though. But like, maybe I could work with you, and we could do some, you know, some practicing so that you could actually get your stroke game together. But if I don't know that this is your first time, and then you bringing me some like flimsy little boy penis action, then I'm not fucking with you, and I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> last question. Oh, last one. Okay. How does a how does a dude really act politely? How to that he wants some head? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a way to act politely because, like, I've had that like men ask me like why we in the middle like ask me to do that and it's not like you could tell that they're very <laughs> nervous and it's not a, like a polite it, it like they trying to act nicely because they voice is real nice and soft and trying to be like you know oh, come on you wanna you wanna, you wanna uh, go ahead come like, here. go I'm down me right on. put your mouth on you wanna put your mouth on it what and I and in my head like <laughs> if, if I wasn't in this I would be like excuse me. Who do you think that I am? <laughs> how dare you? Right. So how do you politely act? I don't think it's a way to politely. I think that's always going to be an awkward thing. So how do you say that you want some head? I don't say it. I just get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Well, damn. I don't ask. So, what you, how, so how you just get it? You just say. I honestly have never been in a position where I had to like gesture or like infer um a man to do that. It's uh-huh. just like he would do it. Oh, so that's why that mm-hmm. goes back to that last question when you said when when you experience something like this, mm-hmm. I need to know if I want to do it. Or not. <laughs> right. Because I know I got the good shit. <laughs> right. And you're not going to be playing with you me. You ain't going to be playing with this. <laughs> you're not going to be playing. You can't waste my time. Yeah. You ain't going to be playing with this 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 porterhouse steak. And right. And is you porterhouse steak good? I like a porterhouse. I a, like prime rib too. Oh, is that an upgrade of a steak? Like that's mm-hmm. a, Ain't no skirt steak. I don't want no skirt. Oh, no. <laughs> Ain't no meat on no skirt. Right, that Ooh. little thing. I don't need that. Ooh. I need me something with the good bone and the juice in it. Ooh. The good bone and the juice the, together. The bone be the the juice be in the bone. Right. Sop mm-hmm. you up like a biscuit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Joe. You stupid. Mm. Oh man, I was trying to. I was going to ask you some questions, but these are not like. Spicy. Spicy. These are very like, I don't know. 
you know, like life questions. And I feel like we get into a lot of, of that. How do you feel about, um, no, I'm just saying, um, like how, like as a man, when mm-hmm. it comes to like getting head, like Ooh. do y'all feel like it's a way that you can ask or it's just like you got to feel the moment? I mean, sometimes when you, some people like the appetizer before the main course. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a person that do does like the appetizer before the main course because it kind of prepares me to, on what's to come. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you know, um, you for you are fulfilled with just the appetizer, and you just want to just go back to sleep after. And I mean, eat, and I'm I'm sure it works both ways. Mm-hmm. Um. Politely asking, you know, sometimes you don't want to come off as being rude. Yeah. Because it's not like me asking you if you want to drink a water. It's me saying, I want you to do this. I want to, I want to introduce you to somebody new. Mm-hmm. And it ain't my, and maybe my homeboy, but it's a homeboy that's um, captive in a cave for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it, it, it it's very kind of hard. Because it's just like, just like you, I've never had to really ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Or um, I've never had anyone push it away either. Right. Or say no, right. Or say no. But like when you know that you're working with filet mignon, you know that nobody. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Who's going to say no? Like when you know that you are top shelf. Mm-hmm. Everything else. Nah, let me not toot my own horn. Toot, 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 toot. I'll toot it. Um, <laughs> let me ask you a, a question. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you a question, friend. As a woman asking a man a question. Um. Oh, I had lost the question I wanted to ask. But oh, this was the question I wanted to ask. Um, like, how do these like random boners happen? Like, how do y'all just get hard out of nowhere? You know what? Sometimes I don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. cause myself, for instance, it just. Sometimes it can be happy happen when I'm really really tired. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it happens when, like, I'm like stretching. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes I try to avoid wearing anything that's really fitted. Mm-hmm. Because if I wear anything that's fitted, I don't want to disrespect anyone, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want women to undress me. Mm. So um, I try not to. I draw any attention to me, but I just feel like sometimes for myself, it's just like a the rush of the blood just going into that area, mm-hmm. and it's just like then it just happens. Happens. Then how you get it back down? Like it just go down by itself. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking the questions. I know it depended. <laughs> it depended where I'm, where I am. Mm-hmm. Got you. I understand. It depended if I like, like, because sometimes when I'm at home. If I'm at no, <laughs> mm-hmm. if I'm at work, then I find myself 
walking to the bathroom mm-hmm. to fix myself. Mm-hmm. I get it. Because listen, we don't want to have no um, HR issues up in here, right? But did you know what it is too? It's just like I don't understand. I don't. I don't think you women understand. Like when it comes to some our our penis, it's not like it, it really has a mind of its own sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like you, I can't get it back up right after I bust five nuts at one time. Yeah. Okay, I get it. You get it? No, I mean... <laughs> no, you don't get it. I don't. Like, not five times. You bust five nuts, I get it. But, like, why is it hard, like, sometimes after one nut or two that it's like, oh, you got to give me a second? So, why the hell do you... Some people bleed for two days and other bleeds for five days. Well, and other that ble- is different. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You can't hand. You can't handle. I can't not, not handle. You, you that can't I help for five days and not two. Right. So I can't help that I need a break after two nuts and not. I can keep going. It's just a thing. It's just That's a, a thing. bodily thing. Right. That sucks. Okay. Um, <laughs> sucks for who? <laughs> Damn it. Sucks for us. Um. Oh, last question. So, how much do guys actually in this, like in our age, tell each other about their sex life with like their current significant other? Like, do Ooh. they still talk about that with each other? Like, like a room talk and give details and shit like that. You know, I, you know, with with my boys, I really feel like we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's somebody that you are really serious about, then no. Right. Because I will not have you undressing the person that I'm with mm-hmm. based off of a conversation that, that we, we had, had, whether it was on day one or day 365. Mm-hmm. Because if I feel like you're serious, I don't want anyone trying to try out my goods. Yeah. They so, don't need to know. So locker room talk, I don't really think is a thing um, other than. It being like if it's a side joint or something like that, uh-huh. then you'd be like, ah, right, yeah, that that shit was good last uh-huh. night. Uh-huh. But if it's like something that I care about, you don't hear nobody talking about their wife. Yeah, yeah. Because like, my boys, um, a couple of my boys are married, and I wouldn't, I don't, I've never heard them talk about, yeah, um, their wives or anything like, like that. that yeah. And from the time that we met them to the end, I hear you. So like, nah, do y'all talk about the the dick? Yes. All of it? Most for the most part, yeah. I don't think um no, yeah. Even when I was like in a relationship, like I would talk to my friends, I like, Oh, I got some good dick. And he gave he gave it to me real good. It was real nice yesterday. Like this is what happened. But it, I think it's different for women. Well, because you're not telling that to just anybody. I don't think that's the difference. It's not like I'm in my random group chat with, like, a couple of my homegirls. Like, I'm talking to my best friends about it. And these are women that I know. And women, you know you when you know for a fact that this person. Because women are very protective over their men as well. And I wouldn't talk about my men to a lot of my friends. But I have a couple that I know I can share those details with. And so, and we say everything. I really don't think, I even if we are close, I don't really don't find myself feeling 
comfortable with saying, yeah, you know what? I put. I mean, pro- my mm-hmm. significant other, yeah, I put that shit down last <laughs> night. Like, that's not what we talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I ate the shit out of that pussy last <laughs> night. You know what I did? I spread her legs to east to west. Not east to west. And she was wet like a damn oh waterfall. Oh, my goodness. Not you a thought waterfall. the TLC waterfall was <laughs> <Pop> wet? <laughs> You ain't see this shit. <laughs> that shit was no. Good. It's mm. a little different, and also like as women, I think sometimes we have a lot of insecurity in the bedroom, and so when we talk to each other about like our experience with our significant other, sometimes it's just like to give each other like a little girl. Well, I tried this and he liked it, so maybe you know when you you try that too, or like you know maybe it's like oh I did this different and I felt like this you know when I wrote it you know I kind of squeeze a little bit to the left, lift up three inches, come back down real slow, something like that you know because you share those things with. The right home girl You don't really tell that to like everybody But we definitely still talk about it At least I know I still talk about it To like my best friends We talk about different things But it's all based on like The type of friendships you have mm. mm-hmm. Well here ends the spicy talk Yeah that's enough of that <laughs> Questions was fun <laughs> I need questions I think we had enough questions Right Alright let's get into the last and final segment Of the episode Yes and the last and final separate segment is called final thoughts yep final thought and what final thought is is our thoughts about the week to come giving you advice giving you affirmation and giving you encouragement for if it's not next week um the next day um the next year uh for whatever's to come because sometimes <clears throat> we know once we put this in the atmosphere, it's on the socials for a very long time. So mm-hmm. it's until or when you hear it. So that's our final thought. So yeah, I can give mine because it's quick. Okay, what's up? And it's honestly, honestly, something that probably you all are gonna have to marinate on because I'm not even really gonna give you an explanation. Maybe a short one. Because y'all going to be like, what the fuck? Um, I would like to tell the people um, to keep one thing in mind when you are dealing with people, friendships, relationships. Um, understand one thing. Bullshit is a bargain. Mm. And a lot of us try to bullshit one another when we don't have to we don't have to bullshit one another but we keep doing it but bullshit is a bargain and it's part of the the it's part of dealing with people and relationships and friendship you have to deal with bullshit because people will always show you who they want you to see and not who they are for certain different circumstances so understand bullshit is a bargain and that's my final thought You know what? It is free. It is free. Because people give that shit out (coughs) just regular, you know? But when I say it's a bargain, it's just like it's the cost of like being 
you know, dealing with people and trying to figure out who's real, who's fake, who's this, because they everybody dishing out they bullshit and pretending to be whoever they want to be. Oh, you know. But perception. if you want to have a, a right, your the perception and the projection, they mm. projecting whatever else they want to project for you to perceive it, however you want to perceive it, and then you still can't find out who this person really is. Facts. We don't have to do that, but mm. a lot of people try to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so my final thought is What you allow Is what will continue That's a fact Simple so, and plain So there's no explanation For that So if there's nothing that needed To be said No This is episode 59 Of the People's Podcast Show it's your boy HJ on the mic. And I'm your homegirl, Miss Asia Michelle. Thank y'all for tuning in. We'll see you later. Bye. See you next week.